Hi there, and welcome to the Birth Story Therapist Podcast, a safe space for mamas and parents to share their birth stories, discuss common issues experienced with parenting, feel heard and validated, engage in discussion about the complexity of their motherhood journeys, and how they manage their mental health along the way. Come here every week to hear from mamas who are just like you, figuring it out one day at a time. Hear from myself, Crystal, licensed therapist, host of this podcast, and private practice owner of Southeast Perinatal Counseling. I specialize in maternal mental health, if you haven't guessed already. I'll share helpful tips and techniques to manage your mental health as you navigate motherhood, both in the perinatal and postpartum period, as well as bring on other mamas so you can gain from their history, their stories, maybe some gems that you can apply to your motherhood journey. And of course, I also have on professionals in the maternal mental health space that might be able to offer additional techniques and resources to help you along the way. I'm so glad to be back and recording today's episode on validating your emotions. I know a lot of you have heard of the term validate, validation, and sometimes we use that interchangeably with things like um Feel your feelings or sit with your feelings or emotions or even be present with your feelings. But what exactly does that mean? How does it look and how can you apply it to your motherhood experiences regardless of where you're at in your journey? I'm talking if you're pregnant, if you've experienced a loss, if you're in your postpartum period. These are helpful tips that you're going to hear today that you can literally begin to put into practice so that you can process your emotions, you can leave space for self-compassion, and you can get on through those difficult and tough experiences and see them to the other side. So one of the first things to do when validating your emotions or any of the other phrases that you might identify with that we mentioned earlier is to be aware that there is an emotion present, right? And so one of the things that may be helpful is something that I talked about on an earlier episode, and that was making sure that you're aware of how you respond to stress. And so, yes, I'm using the word stress, but For many others, you may come into contact with a trigger. Um, It could be something traumatic. And so I'd let you, you know, use discretion with whatever way you identify what stress looks like to you. But for the sake of this, we're just going to say your stress responses. And so when we talk about stress responses, um, we mentioned before in an earlier episode again that those are physiological or physical, as some like to say. And an example of that might be if you experience a stressor and you get a headache or you experience a stressor and your stomach starts to hurt or you all of a sudden have diarrhea or you get sweaty underarms or sweaty palms, your heart starts racing, things like that. Some other types of stress responses might be behavioral. So maybe you isolate or maybe you go the hell off on somebody, right? Um, Some other stress responses might be, you know, you really looking at um, the ways in which you emote. And so 
those emotional types of stress responses. Um, And a lot of times it can be merged with mental stress responses. And so that might look like you um, having that inner critic or letting that negative self-talk come through. Um, It might also look like ruminating or overthinking. Um, Yeah, I mean, it could be a number of different things. And so, again, what is so incredibly helpful to you being aware of your emotion is also being able to, again, coinciding with being able to know what those stress responses are. Because if you know that, okay, I just experienced something, my head is hurting, something must be going on, right? Like, what emotion can I gather from the situation? So I'll give an example Let's say that I am headed to a doctor's appointment, right? And I have been feeling some cramping and this is an actual an actual um, experience that I had throughout my pregnancy, but experiencing some mild cramping and um, not really knowing what was going on, a little bit of spotting. Um, and so my initial thoughts were, oh my goodness, I'm having a miscarriage, Um which was not the case. Um, However, it was something totally different. You can listen to my birth story on one of the earlier episodes. Um, But that uh, experience allowed me to say, okay, you know what? My heart is racing. My chest is tightening. I always get sweaty palms whenever I'm like nervous or, or something like that about something. And so one of the ways that again I was be able I was able to connect the dots and say okay this was an emotion that I'm feeling is because I could connect that oh my goodness usually when I'm experiencing anxiety or nervousness or overwhelm those things that I just mentioned those physiological responses cue me in and so that's why it's so helpful for you to you know, have something that you can um, help cue you in, so to say, as to, you know, what emotion you might be feeling. And in that case, mine was obviously nervousness because I didn't know whether or not I was miscarrying or what was going on when I was experiencing that bleeding. Um, But yeah, being aware of Your emotions is incredibly important because when you are able to identify what specific emotion you're experiencing, that can tell you a whole lot, right? It can tell you, one, um, what coping skills you need to put into practice right then and there to help you get through. But it can also tell you, you know, what's present throughout the situation, what needs need to be met in order for you to regulate your emotions so that you can be met with some type of comfort so that you can move through this difficult situation. Another helpful tip is allowing yourself to feel the emotion. And so that's pretty much the overall thing that I think I hear a lot of people say. They're like, just feel your emotion, like sit with it. And it can be quite confusing to tell someone to feel pain, right? So let's say that you are a mom who is having a really tough day. Um, where you had just, 
you know, dropped your kiddo off at school for the first time and you're headed back to work after maternity leave and you're experiencing quite a bit of separation anxiety and just like just complete sadness about having to leave your little one. Um, But also there may be other emotions there as well. But really, it may be easier for us to say, you know, feel happiness or feel joy, feel the hope about reuniting with your little one like that, that that's easier. But to say, feel the sadness, feel the pain that you might feel, feel the disappointment that like your job couldn't give you more or this country period doesn't recognize um, the need for longer periods of maternity leave, um, anger even. Like, it's so important for us to be able to say, even with negative emotions, they are worthy of being present. Like, there's space enough for all of your emotions to show up and for them to exist within your experience without having to choose, without having to say, you know, these emotions are bad. No, those emotions feel hella uncomfortable right? But they tell you so much. They tell you that whatever it is you're experiencing is not helpful to you or is not something that you want to experience again. And if you do have to experience it again, you don't want to experience it with the tools that you currently have, that you obviously need a different set of coping tools to use so that you can get through this difficult experience much better um, or more effectively rather. And so literally (laughs) sitting and validating those emotions that may seem hella uncomfortable seems odd, um, but you'll never know your capacity to be able to manage them. You'll never know your ability to pull out the most effective coping tool to work through it. Um, You'll never be able to stare fear down if you don't meet that negative emotion and actually allow yourself to experience it and yes it will be uncomfortable but it is temporary that feeling will not last you are resilient you will make it through to the other side but in that moment if you need to cry because you're missing your little one and you are you know sometimes I say all the time to my girlfriends like like sometimes when my little one gets hurt or whatever, we're separated from each other for a short period of time. Like I feel the actual heartbreak, like my heart hurts. And so, I mean, I know most moms experience some type of um, physical response as it relates to their little. And so it's just incredibly important for you to acknowledge that and for you to allow yourself to have those moments so that you can see much like I do when I'm separated from my little for a short period of time, or when he falls in, I don't know, bumps his toe or hits his, his face or something like that. I see that. Okay. Whew, I can feel this and I can get through it right? Like it it sucks. It is the worst feeling ever. Like anger, disappointment, inadequacy, all of those negative emotions that may be coming up, like they suck to have to go through them. But again, they show you how resilient you are, how, how strong you are. And, 
Um, it makes for great experiences in the future because hey, let's be honest, you're gonna experience some more tough stuff along the way. Another tip is reflecting on stressors causing the emotion. And so again, none of these tips are in order or anything like that. It may be helpful just to um, just understand that all of these tips should be with you as you try and validate your emotions. So yeah, so reflecting on stressors causing an emotion. Um, And so if you're able to identify what emotion it is you're experiencing and the situation that is causing this emotion, you may be able to see what factors are part of the situation that may be lending itself to that negative emotion. I hope that makes sense. And so if I give the example of, which I use this example a lot, but my little one who dumped a whole bunch of flour out on the floor right before I had sessions to see my clients and my husband was running um, late and we normally switch off and I was cooking dinner. It was just a heck of a lot of stuff going on. And I had some pretty big emotions that day because things were not going as planned. But I was able to see that, okay, I am incredibly frustrated, right? I'm frustrated that my little one dumped out this whole bag of flour. I'm frustrated that I'm like running myself on autopilot. But really what that situation allowed me to see was when I was able to reflect on it was, man, like Crystal, you missed out on a lot of opportunities throughout the day to delegate some tasks maybe to my partner, like tagging him and say, hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to do dinner. Like you go ahead and just understand that you're going to have to figure it out for the evening. Maybe I should have pushed back my sessions a little bit further out. Maybe I should have allowed myself to rest. I mean, there were so many missed opportunities where self-care could have been added so that I could be comforted as I went through such a time sensitive period that day. Um, So again, reflecting on your stressors um, that may be causing an emotion can be helpful in you validating your emotions because you're able to see, okay, you know what? That frustration that I had, it makes sense, right? If anybody else were looking at this, they would say, I would be frustrated too. Like you're, you know, all that stuff that you just mentioned, your kid just dumped out flour. You know, you and your husband are switching off, but he's running the tab bit late. You're, you're cooking. Your sessions are about to start. Like all of this stuff is going on. It makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that's really, really helpful as well. Another one might be um, rejecting negative thoughts about yourself for having emotions. So this is a huge one right here. Sometimes moms um, and dads um, experience stressful events throughout their journey in parenthood or to parenthood. And again, because we, as a society have this, um, idea and it could be culturally, it could be, you know, traditionally, whatever, um, that emotions are, um, supposed to be positive all the time. Right. But I always tell my clients, like, Nothing is rainbows and butterflies. Like if you can get at least to a neutral space, then that's better than just staying at negative, right? And so it's very realistic just to keep that in mind and to say to yourself, if I have a negative emotion or an uncomfortable emotion or an emotion that does not align with the outcome that I want, 
that it's so important for you to be able to say, I'm not going to judge myself for having this negative emotion, right? It's more easy to say like, Crystal, oh my gosh, why did you yell at your little for dumping that bag of flour out? you were frustrated. Like, why, why did you get frustrated, Crystal? Like you should have been able to control yourself. You should have been able to, you know, not whatever, whatever. You can go down a rabbit hole of judging yourself, blaming yourself, feeling guilty, feeling shame, all of those things when really there is so much humanness within motherhood. And I feel like we put these unrealistic expectations on who we are now that we are moms but like no like you are still a human you are still able to have big emotions just like the next person and it's your um resiliency to see it through to the other side Um, And understand that there is absolutely, this is the most common thing that I hear in my private practice, y'all. Like it's literally that I should not have had that emotion. Like I should have been able to control this. And one thing about should statements is it's irrational to have them. (laughs) It's completely irrational. Like you should not (laughs) think that you need to feel any type of guilt, shame, disappointment in yourself for having whatever negative or uncomfortable emotion because it, it, it you're human you're human and there's no judgment in your experiences there's nothing but growth there there's absolutely growth there another helpful tip might be um, normalizing it being necessary to have good and unpleasant emotions. So that was a lot about what I just mentioned. Um, it really goes hand in hand with not judging yourself and rejecting the idea and the thoughts of, uh, you know, you being a bad mom for having ne- um, a negative emotion. Um, this goes hand in hand with that. So again, emotions that are uncomfortable emotions that feel good, emotions that align with your values, emotions that don't align with your values. All of them tell us quite a bit about our experiences, the needs that we have, how we can, you know, improve our coping skills, how we can get more support. I mean, they tell us so many things, the things that are working for us as well as the things that are not. And so it's incredibly important for us to be able to validate both the good and the negative emotions that we have. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, which is the next point, (laughs) but uh, so I'll read the next one. The next one is accepting the idea of living your motherhood experiences and not the idea of becoming them. And so following my train of thought from before, um, it's so important for us to remember that, you know, you can validate those negative emotions, but it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that there's truth there. Right. And so, you know, a mom might have, I'll use me as an example, um, with my C-section, you know, like I felt an immense amount of failure for having a C-section initially, um, because I wanted so badly to birth my son vaginally and, you know, I'm in the birthing world. I have been for years and to experience a C-section, you know, at the time I was incredibly, I had to heal from it essentially. 
And so understanding that I'm not, I'm not a failure, even though I experienced what the medical world would call failure to progress, that doesn't necessarily mean that I am that experience. And so an example in motherhood um, on this side of postpartum might be, you know, me experiencing anger that I prepared this great holiday feast. This is obviously from personal experience. I prepared this great holiday feast and, you know, I cooked everything nice and yummy for my husband and my toddler. And I mean, he threw a tantrum the whole entire, I think this was Christmas. No, this is Thanksgiving. He did this, like refused to eat. I'm talking, I made macaroni I made rice I made like all these fixings I made sweet potato pies apple pie I mean I made so many desserts and um it was like our first holiday (laughs) because of quarantine um as a family and he like totally side-eyed my food and didn't eat it I don't know what was going on he might have been teething or something um he ended up eating like box macaroni and like something that he was familiar with so totally fine but at the moment I was like so angry and so upset and like a day later I was like oh my goodness like I'm such a horrible mom because I was upset with him for feeling and it's like no I had to do some reflection I had to pull out my journal and really like walk through my thoughts and sit them out, go ahead and validate that, okay, in that moment, I needed to feel whatever I needed to feel. And it doesn't take away from me being a good mom. But at the same time, I, I, I don't have to stay in that space. I don't have to continue to see myself as being angry about this one situation. I also don't have to stay in this space of seeing myself as a bad mom for getting angry, right? Like you can experience something and not take it on as truth and put it um, a part of your identity. You don't have to do that. You don't have to assume it um, as being so. And so, yeah, those are just some helpful tips that um, I share with my clients in validating their emotions. Those are some helpful tips that I myself live by in motherhood. And as you can tell, I am quite transparent and authentic with the things that I share with my listeners, um, as well as those in my private practice, my clients, because I think it's incredibly important again, which is why we're here is for us to be able to, you know, just normalize our experiences and to share our true selves. Because when we don't, we have mamas who, and dads who experience their parenthood journey and they're like, oh my gosh, why am I angry? I don't see that other mom over there getting angry. Like, I don't hear stories about people getting frustrated. Like, oh my gosh, I need to sweep this anger under the rug. I need to put it in like a storage bin and tuck it in the linen closet. (laughs) When no, if you do that, eventually as much dust is on it, at some point, somebody's going to accidentally pull it out and it's going to be sitting in the middle of your floor. So I really encourage people to know that, um, you know, it's so important for you to be able to acknowledge that these feelings are here, that these feelings are 
yours and that they're a part of your experience and they're deserving much like the happiness, the joy, the peace, all the positive emotions. It's incredibly important for you to allow yourself to feel them and to be true about what they're doing for you, whether they're working for you, whether they're not working for you and really asking yourself like, what is it that I need? Um, out of this situation and out of acknowledging and validating my emotions that can further serve me in my journey as a mama and as a dad. (laughs) So yeah, I hope that this was helpful and um, it's incredibly important for us to just be mindful that validating our emotions does so much like it, it does so much. And again, there is space for both your good and not so good feelings. It allows you to show up for yourself um, with your needs and with making sure that you are, you know, not just taking care of your family, but you are taking care of yourself. Because I would imagine if you're little, if your husband, if your friend, if someone in your life experiences an emotion that isn't comforting to them, so a negative emotion, you would show up for them with a certain level of kindness and grace and compassion. And I want to encourage you to extend that to yourself as you experience both the good and the not so good emotions, because they're a part of your story. And, you know, you will get to the other side and see that they all were beautiful in their own way, because it all creates growth within your motherhood journey. So really excited to have brought that to you. And Really looking forward to next week. As always, it's important for me to know that this podcast does not replace being connected or receiving therapeutic services from a licensed mental health clinician. If you are experiencing a life-threatening emergency, please call 911 or go to your local emergency room. You can also find additional resources on episode two, one being postpartum.net, where you can get connected with support groups, as well as therapist, psychiatrist, other providers within your community that may be of service to you on your motherhood journey. Again, that resource is postpartum.net, but you can find additional ones on episode two. Thank you.